KFNX News Talk Radio 1100, it's Chatterbox, where you'll find the latest news, interviews, and updates about the gaming world. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, the guests, and callers only, and not necessarily those of KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. And now, here's your host for Chatterbox. Here we are. This is the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. I'm Alon. My name's Ara. My name's TJ. Why are you here, TJ? Why am I here? I don't know. It's been weeks now. <laughs> and it's like you can't find a home. <laughs> Basically. Basically, right. I can't find a home. We also have a guest host today uh, over the electronics. Uh, are you there, Brandon? I am here. Can you hear me? I can. It's remarkable I can hear you. What a beautiful Excellent. voice, too. Yeah. All right. Introduce this man. So, Brandon, uh, we can say your whole name, right? You certainly can. Brandon Sheffield is editor-in-chief of Game Developer Magazine. And um, should we say that this is our last studio show? We should. Because I is, just did. He is the guest, <laughs> the last guest host we the will ultimate. ever have in the studio. Unless we come back. We, might, we might find our way back to the studio. but uh, Find a new home? But Yes, exactly, TJ. Um, this is our last episode of KFNX. It has been just over eight years of, of fantastic gaming radio. And uh, the show will continue. Not a problem with that. You guys will still get it for the 99.9 and more decimals number of people who listen to the show. You will not be affected at all. Um, but we do have to figure out the whole call-in ability situation uh, for future episodes. Right? Google you, Voice. We're just so going to go to podcast Skype? for if a you've while. Been, if you've been itching to call in... Now is the time. Now is when you should call. Yeah, them. like literally right now. Like actually, literally six zero two. Oh, that's the local number. You want the toll free eight six six five three six eleven hundred. If you're listening live, um, in the near future we will not have uh, live shows. And then maybe we'll figure out a streaming option because there are things you can do to stream. We'll figure without it out. A, yeah. an actual radio studio. So anyway, Brandon, good to have you on this last program of ours. Um, we're gonna talk about all sorts of stuff today. But Ara, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take that because you're the one who who prepared uh, Brandon for the show. Prepared today. is such a strong word. That's true. It's very strong. At least <laughs> when you're talking about. I KFNX. figured we we have a couple yeah. of hot and heavy topics, perhaps even literally. Um, but let I think we should save those for the next segment and do something light just to kind of ease into things. Okay. You know, we don't want to like, um, you know, consume all of our fuel immediately. I'm with you. Well. Right? We have a few minutes, so do you want to talk about these games that we just played at your place? Yeah, let's do that. So, so Brandon, feel free to chime in um, if you've, um, for any reason, actually, whether you've played these or not, right? But um, we were just playing uh, before the show um, Pixel Junk Shooter, yeah? Yeah. And this, this puddle game, and then um, this uh, the Kurt the Schilling game, Reckoning, which we thought crashed... In five minutes. <laughs> it absolutely did. But then, no, no, but then I we, we got out of it, so yeah. that was good. Yeah. And actually, this this is a more interesting question to me. Um, so, Brandon, you have been playing games for a very long time. Um, sure. I have as well, and, and I think everyone in this room has. And, and I have this sort of dream in my head of uh, a group of friends who all like games and get together frequently. And the ideal here is basically the Penny Arcade crew. I just I picture them always hanging out in some apartment or house together, playing games all the time. Now that they have kids, that's probably not true. Yeah. But but certainly before they have kids, 
had kids, that's what I would picture all the time. Them just playing. They games lived together for a day while. Day in and day out. I think so. Yeah. I don't. I'm. I'm not that close to them. So <laughs> uh, every once in a while, and we're talking Blue Moon style. Um, I end up at Ara's house. We play a few games. We go do the show. I'm curious. Do you have a group of people that that you end up playing games with, like in a live situation, not just not just over Xbox Live, but in an actual live house or apartment or something? Yeah, in meat space. Um, yeah. I actually do, and uh, I was I was talking with this. I'm talking about this with my friend Frank, who is a news editor on Gamasutra, because um, he and I were playing some games at my house. He happens to live um, near yards from where I live, and uh, and we were talking about it in the context of uh, podcasts and why do people listen to them and why do people listen to people talk about games in general when you could just talk to your friends about games, which is what I'd rather do. Man, that but, is a fantastic um, question. I ask myself that all the time. I've always wondered why anyone would want to listen to me. I, it it right. astounds me. That's that, another level of question, but indeed. And so we, uh, what we determined was that, you know, um, there are a lot of people for whom it's not possible to hang out in real life with other people that like the same kinds of games that you do, and so, you know, they don't have those pals across the way that they can go play. You know, we were playing. Uh, Valis 3 on the Genesis, and uh, oh then I was showing him the difference between that and Valis 3 on the PC Engine. And, uh, you know, that's that's not a thing you can just talk to anybody about, because those are consoles not everybody has anymore. And plus, what are the odds you have both versions of that game? Uh, I was actually going to comment on how crappy that game is, and realized... You know, I was only playing it on the Turbo Graphics or PC Engine, and uh, I actually have no idea what it's like on Genesis. Which, which one do you think is better, Brandon? Incidentally, <clears throat> well, absolutely, the Turbo version is better, and I will fight anyone to the death that says it's a terrible game because that's not true. Um, it's a terrible it's game. It's not. It's not <laughs> great, but it is. I mean, it was made by Wolf Team, and they are a very accomplished group of people that now do the Tales series, but. Um, their their games were in that magical space that I enjoy that is the the B level where it has a lot of great slash interesting ideas marred to some degree by occasional poor execution but <laughs> it feels more like you're uh, you're mining for treasure in that way you're you're not just playing so you're not being spoon spoon fed something you're having to work for your entertainment and uh, and I appreciate that but getting back to the original point. Uh, Yes, I have people here that I can hang out with and play games with, and I realize that that is because I convinced a lot of my friends to come live here. Like, I didn't have that previously, but uh, my my old website, Insert Credit, which uh, is where I met a lot of my first video game contacts. A lot Including of those myself, guys got, I should say. Yes. <laughs> I've gotten to work with a lot of those guys over the years, and have convinced many of them to come live in the Bay Area in California with me. And so now I actually do have that group of friends. But prior to convincing people to move, I did not. What, what Something I've wondered for all these years, uh, I, what is a phallus anyway? And why does it sound like phallus? <laughs> I don't think they're related. Phallus is a sword. Um, oh, I know what it is in, like, in terms of the game. But like, where oh. did that word come from? Was it just like a made-up word? That's a great question. 
maybe the internet knows. Yeah, I, it, I think it must. You know, I think it must be a, a made-up word because the other sword is called lethus, and that's definitely not a word. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. And it doesn't I, sound disgusting at all either. I would certainly venture a guess that it's it's simply a fan, fantasy name. So. Oh hey, uh, it was originally a 1981 science fiction novel by Philip K. Dick. Ooh, there you wow. go. There you go. It's an acronym for Vast Active Le- Living Intelligence System. That P. Dick. That was going to be my yeah. second guess. That was just okay. on the tip there of my go. tongue right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, right there. so so like I said, uh, getting back to the original point, that is. It, it is a very simple fantasy of mine in my adult life to have a group of people to play games with, which for some of our listeners... This is why you actually come over when I ask you to? A little bit. It's this, also why I got TJ to live close to me instead of closer to me. work, which is yeah. further from me. Exactly. Now I have to live further from work and Yes, close but you're to you. closer to me. So now we can play video games and you can ride your Segway over and... Yeah, you are Segway close, actually. Yeah, Segway close. I could close. make it. Um, but so yeah. I should get a Segway? Go for it, man. Okay. I'm not paying for it. Um, anyway, so this has been a dream of mine, and, and I'm an adult at this point that I, I, I just simply don't get that chance, but some of our listeners, I'm sure, are like, well, that's, that's crazy. I play with my friends all the time, and they're nothing but annoying. I, I wish they weren't here as much. Um, and I, I will tell you now, dear young listener, that you will miss that when you get older. Um, and it's not even, like, I can't blame it on my wife or anything. It's not, like, her fault. She doesn't keep me at home. I don't have babies or anything. It's just, uh... People live further apart, and they become less interested, and this whole internet gaming thing has ruined the idea of playing games in the same room as someone else, mm-hmm. um, and and that bothers me. So I, I'm i very happy for you, Brandon, that you have that, uh, at the same time being quite envious. So You, you know what's funny? I kind of, I'm thinking to like the times when I, I, I'm, I'm in these situations, and it's kind of like there's there's two categories that stick out in my mind, right? One of them is like what we just did. Which is like, well, we'll look at something together, and we'll like, and I'm sure you do this quite a bit, Brandon, right? We either deconstruct it, or we just complain about it. That's usually or, where we go. Or we just complain more about it, right? And, and then the other time is, like, just, I don't know, like, like why does this happen, right? But, like, we'll just, like, especially those those silly multiplayer games where you don't really do anything interesting. You mean, like, a, playing a Halo game or something? <sighs> you know, like, 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 like all the myriad konami fighting games where it was just you're just pressing the button to kill guys and you just like you're you're there but you're not really interact you're not really there with the other person i didn't feel like i don't know what konami fighting games you're talking about you know like the simpsons and the ah uh, yeah the wow yeah you're going way back and, yeah because <laughs> i was like do you mean capcom and street fighter yeah and losing and, and you know like all those like all those like side scroller fighting games that are like multiplayer okay right? And and it and it's just like I've I found myself like oh let's play a game. like the thing that I hate the most which I don't know it's I guess normal for people right but like I hate the whole thing like hey come over and let's watch a movie I, I really don't like that because I don't get to actually talk to a person when it's like hey let's go and sit in a dark room together and not communicate don't like that right yeah but I remember the times when you sit like sitting with a buddy and you're like we're gonna we're gonna go through and beat this Castlevania game or whatever back in the day when it was you know, uh, linear yeah, levels. Yeah, and then and there's stuff. that. That there's a third one, right? Yeah. Where or it's I like, play a level, you play a level, something like that. Yeah, or like once some some other times, like some like I don't know why I would be the person where like I'd like five years old or eight years old or ten years old, right? I'll like I'll play a game. I remember like I played through like, um, Twin B Stinger like back in the Nintendo days. Like my friend would just watch me. 
I just I played through the whole game. That's he would cool. just watch me. That's not cool, dude. I hey, when cool. I had my uh, when I had Frank come over to you know play this Valis game, I the reason I had him come over is you know I, I called him up and I said, hey, you have to see how ridiculous this ice level is. I hate it. It's terrible. Come over and look at it. And that was pretty great. Um, but t- two other ways of kind of getting together with people about games that I've had recently are, you know, with the with the indie developer scene around here, we can all kind of get together and play each other's games and give feedback yeah. and and talk about, you know, potential suggestions and things like that. And the conversation carries on into pizza afterward or whatever like that. And uh, and the last one is. A thing that that we're trying to uh, recreate, which I don't I don't know if I can swear on this. No, you can't. Station, <laughs> but it's 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 the uh, S star 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 Y Games Club, the 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 crappy games club for for lack of a like B movies. Yes, and so we'll get together and play some licensed atrocity on the PS2, and just. Uh, Talk about it as we're playing it, and talk about how terrible it is. And it's it's uh, that's a pretty good time. That that anyone out there that does have that kind of group dynamic, if it if it's getting a little stale, you could spice it up by playing something awful. You could bring out uh, Doctor Chaos for the NES, or if you want a good time, actually, I think oh it'd be boy. fun to get a bunch of people together and play Goonies Two for the NES. <laughs> that was a great game. Uh, that's what I'm saying. That would actually be fun. But the crappy games would be. Like, Whoa! This is so much better than all these other games I played yesterday. Yeah. What's See, going on? I really, I really like this topic. We might, we might return to it, but for now yeah. we've got a break, so stay tuned. Where else are you going to find a Master of Science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology? Where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives? Where else in the Valley, on campus or online, can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security, artificial life programming, and game studies, as well as technology management? Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology? UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu. And we are back. You're listening to Shatterbox Video Game Radio with our special guest of the evening, Brandon Sheffield from Game Developer Magazine. Final guest. Yeah. Let me tell you who does not sponsor this show. Brandon Sheffield does not sponsor this Brandon show. Brandon Sheffield and Gamasutra do not. And, and neither and Game, Developer, Game Magazine. Developer Magazine. They do not. That's true. Yeah, that's... Uh, I, am I, what, what was that ad that I just listened to? Maybe, I, we, maybe we shouldn't discuss that. The University <laughs> of Advancing Technology, maybe. I don't know if that's... No, the one, I, the one after that was less to my taste, but... Oh. Uh, we don't actually listen to the commercials. We just yeah. chat in between. Okay. <laughs> it's well, our only chance. 
I just had to. Anyway, go ahead. So I was going to say the people who do sponsor the show, University of Advancing Technology, UAT.edu, great website. Go take a look at the programs that that school has to offer. I still need to they're, visit it. They're local-ish. Yeah, they're Tempe. Are they? I think they're Phoenix, actually. I don't know. Maybe Tempe. Uh, close enough. So need, go take a look. You need to take me It's there. on. It's on the border. Anyway, so I said I might want to continue this topic. We don't really need to spend a whole, a whole lot of time on it. I just wanted to say, like I said before, I wish I had that. TJ, you now live here. Yes. And uh, are of. busy signing a lease to try and live relatively close to me and Ara. Just so we can play video games. That's we, the only reason. Yeah. Nothing else. Ara is trying to get people together right now. Brandon, do, do you have any friends who are completely obsessed with racing games? I have zero friends like that, yeah. That's good. That is a, <laughs> that is a benefit. Um, Ara, however, is one of those people, and... He went to great lengths to make what is truly an amazing. Um, what do you what do you call it? Your rig chassis. Chassis. Who? Amazing chassis racing. Oh right, I saw that. Racing. Is, yeah. is that appropriate yeah. on the air? It's appropriate. A racing right. simulation seat and and the really expensive. You TRS probably can't or type the word in on Xbox Live though. Anyway, it's very cool. Uh, but now he's like, you know what? That's it's not cool enough. I need to make it even cooler. I need two more PlayStation threes, two more copies of the game, and two more TVs and some networking gear so we can get three TVs going on this thing. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to try to accommodate it's that. Just, you, know, you know how, like, someone wants to, like, run for office? Like, like there's an exploratory committee? Exploratory <laughs> to see if committee. they can do it. That's, I'm just exploratorying the committee. Exploratorying? Right yeah. yeah. Um, it's a good thing he writes for a magazine. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the beauty of radio because you can just make words yeah. up. Uh, so that's the situation we're in, and I'm glad to have a few friends local. We can actually sit together and play games. Unfortunately, we don't actually do that. You, you and know I what? think it's because we have very varied tastes. I just have one more thing I want to say about this topic, okay? Um, because I'm I'm kind of a horror in a lot of ways. True. Okay? <laughs> so one of the things that I really, really loved about being in college that I totally miss now is um, – and this is also free time. There's, there's a there's a whoring aspect of this, right? No, there was just just people being or just around, right? Yeah. And it's this is incredibly selfish, but at the same time, like I, I think there's something meaningful here, and it's not it's not a hundred percent selfish. Well, maybe it is, but it's such a different feeling when you're playing something when there's people around. And it seems almost a lot more pleasant and enjoyable when there's people around and you're playing something. Like 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 they're invested in you doing well and so are you. You know, they're kind of like rooting for you. Yeah. You know? And and that like that was a really cool feeling that I got almost exclusively like when I was five years old going to my friend's house and playing Stinger and also in college, but like never before or since because we just don't I don't know, we just don't care anymore about yeah. I actually missed out on that because I went to school at a Big Ten school where everybody just wanted to either drink or watch sports. And so I was the only one sitting there playing video games. I, the only one I knew. I never lived in a dorm, so yeah. I I now wish I could live in a dorm. All right. Well, you should, actually. It's pretty fantastic, yeah. especially with high-speed internet these days. And oh, yeah. I great not that. Wow. And giant communal right. showers. It's great. Okay. Dorms are terrible. <laughs> Dorm, <laughs> dorms are awesome. Talking about? They're the worst. I love Living dorms. with five people in a two-room apartment. Yeah, let me get back to that. Oh, Look, I didn't do that. I, I got. I gotta say, Brad. One roommate. There was. There were trade-offs, no doubt. You only have one roommate. Yeah. But yeah. but at the same time, there was just there was just something I don't know magical. Maybe that's the wrong word to use. There was just something when I was there in my dorm in like the prison cell-sized dorm, sharing a room with people and people everywhere. There was just there was just something I don't know. 
despite all the crappiness of all of it, there was also just something really like valuable and very like socially close to a lot of people that I I just totally miss right now. Especially the greatest the, value I took away from that was uh, that I never want to do that ever again in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honest to God, I would sign up for it in a second. Really? Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I would do it. I, oh, man. I would, too, actually. I love the dorms. Anyway, let's let's okay, move on to something let's, else. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. This, like we said before, this is our last show in the, okay. in the studio. I want to make it a good one. What is what is the, the big topics we want to delve into? Okay, so let's, let's do presence. serious topic number one. Um, so we've kind of touched on this before, right? I want to um, talk about gender issues. And there's kind of like two angles. And like, I'll Brandon, I'll let you steer this however you like, right? But there's the kind of like game development gender issue about, you know, well, what proportion of game developers are female and how much does that matter? And there's also the how are females utilized or represented in game media or game products themselves, right? So um, I'll just let you take whatever tack you feel like going for at the moment. Well, I guess, you know, from the from the developer standpoint, there's constantly been a low number of females in the industry, Um and as we reported recently through an ar- article that you uh, compiled, Ara, that it was, uh, I think, 11% is the highest it's ever been, female yeah, versus male. pretty much. And um, that's pretty low. I mean, my office that I work in is about half women. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty even split. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a shame because not like we need some sort of quota or anything but having varied perspectives on games is it it can only be a good thing and uh and there's this sort of self-perpetuating cycle where you know it's it's harder for women to break into games because it is very male dominated and you know as as the numbers show they get paid a lot less um you know, as 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 people are aware of that, they decide, okay, maybe this isn't something I want to do. But on the other hand, you've got like the indies, and I feel like in the in the traditional industry that split is as bad as I said. But in independent game development, it feels a, a bit more even. It's certainly not even at all, but it it anecdotally, anecdotally at least feels like there are more women proportionally to the uh, to the the larger more traditional game industry but I, I I just think it it would be great to incentivize women to join us because I mean well it's 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 almost moot to uh, to say why it's important because I don't know isn't it obvious <laughs> well I think I mean I've I've said many times before that the game industry is is simply an entertainment industry like any other, right? Where you know there's acting and there's music production and, and poetry and, and uh, you know book writing and all that. Um, <clears throat> you just need someone with talent. And in this case, it's not someone to be on screen. But you know when you're making a game, if if you're a good developer, a good designer, a good artist, right? Um, you're gonna be picked. And and I think. It can only be because women haven't sought the jobs to 
to then be hired, right? And, and I don't know if it's right to incentivize someone simply because, well, I guess we should incentivize the education side of it. Get them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, get them to want to be in that role, but not, you know, don't uh, don't discriminate or something, and actually pick someone who's a woman just because she is. Although in some cases that there might actually be value to that when uh, when the the perception or, or you know what the woman has to bring to the table in terms of of design or story or something um, actually matters. But when it comes to just producing the code or producing the art or something like that, which are the more um, visible elements of game design, at least for the user, uh, I really don't think it matters that much. So here's something. Like it, oh, you go ahead go first, ahead. Brandon. Uh, I was just going to say I, I feel like it's uh, you know it's 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 important to get different perspectives on things, but of course. You know, a good designer is a good designer regardless of gender, and they should be able to, you know, say, write complex male and female characters uh, regardless of their gender. But, you know, you don't, you don't want to just... There is a tendency to have a kind of, you know, back padding when, when we talk to people that are very like us. I think I can see what you're saying. But we're about to go to break again. So hold on to the idea. We'll continue this and take a caller from an actual phone when we get back. Hey, it's me, Mario. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one. are back chatterbox video game radio don't forget we have a website that uh gets updated oh so rarely chatterboxgameshow.com um if you want to email us give us an idea for a topic or something like i said the show is not going away we're simply not going to be live um chatterboxgameshow.com our email address for you five people standing with pocket radios down the block what's a radio yeah okay so um brandon you are still here we were talking about uh ladies in game development um I have very mixed feelings on the subject, but uh, I know that that you, dear sir, not not Brandon, TJ, um, wanted to bring something up about this. Yeah, um, I wanted to talk about one of the most famous women game developers, Kim Swift, and is she famous because she's a girl? She is the producer and like creator of Portal. Um, well, one of, but the only one who knows exactly. About. She, she the, was like lead design, right? Is that right? She was lead designer, and yeah. she uh, led the she led the team entirely. There you go. So she obviously there's more more people besides just the leader, and she was propelled maybe because she's a woman. I think it helped. Well, I think there's well, also the idea that, or maybe they, not. Maybe it has nothing to do with that. I think whatsoever. the fact that it was a student project that became something awesome is a huge part of it. But certainly, yes, there's also the fact that she's she's a good uh, speaker. She was she's personable, and also you know. You know, I, I just came from a, a game product demo uh, yesterday, and who did they have flown out from Germany, Germany but the lead designer? You know, like, the uh, lead designer can speak to pretty much all aspects of a game when when you need to put a face to something. And so, you know, it could be that uh, some people out there have propped her up more because she's female, but... Um, she's definitely 
very good at what she does and a very smart person. And, you know, that's, she's now at airtight games and she got to hand pick her team and build it from scratch. And you don't get to just do that because of your gender or anything like that. You get to do that because you're talented. And, you know, I, I think that's the case for most women in the game industry because in order to get uh, some kind of recognition, they have to actually be quite good because they're competing against, you know, uh, almost 10 times as many people um, that can do their job, you know. Okay, yeah. so this is interesting, right? Because, um, you know, if you choose to make that kind of division, then, you know, what you say at face value is true. But then on the other hand, right? There's there's lots and lots of guys like I mean one could even make a compelling argument that says that says that you know for the average guy it might even be harder because I mean the game industry is just cutthroat period regardless of what your gender is. Yes, um, I mean it is tough for the average guy, but it's I think I mean if you, yeah if you're going to make the divide it's it's more likely though that your average guy will come to the fore than your average female simply due to numbers because there's so many more guys than girls. And, you know, how many... Go ahead. Let me twist it a little bit, right? Like, I I don't think that... I think that, on average, it may be that a... There's a better statistical chance that a guy may come to the forefront, right? Definitely. Right? There are, you know, let's put it the, the, the other way, right? There... You could say that there are more there there are way more guys being rejected from from jobs and opportunities in the game industry than girls, but it's not because anything's necessarily harder or easier. It's just because there's more guys trying to get in, right? So where Maybe, does that but, get us? But in that, in that case, I, I don't think gender plays that, a role. You know, um, the the females that have come to the fore, I'm much harder pressed to find one that is not good at their job than the males that have come to the fore that I've talked to because they're so, again, it's, it's a question of numbers, but you know, I can't, I can't name, um, any famous female game developer that doesn't seem to be good at her job. There's one I could think of that might be, uh, but (laughs) did you say Jade Raven? What was that? He, he I was said saying Jade. Jade Raymond. You don't know that. You're just throwing. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. We don't um, want to get any anyway. calls from any angry. Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name any names either direction. But definitely there are a lot more uh, males that I've talked to where I'm just like, where did this guy get off? Like how? Yeah. How did you get that position? Oh yeah. Even in like he failed up so hard. Amazing for him. But uh, what? Why am I talking to this guy? By the way, I and define that, that not... as true success. Yeah, there's <laughs> an idiot making it to the top. <laughs> there's Michael Bay's right. of the video game world all over the place. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't want to try to disparage Kim Swift. I think we all are huge fans no, of all... her work. And what we were, I, I think, which, what well, <laughs> disparage was the word I used. But oh. what, I think what TJ, the point he was trying to make is that simply there's more awareness of her um, because of her gender, where. And I, I, not to say that that's necessarily true, but it, it probably is. She probably gets more media attention because of that and more name recognition because it's, you know, it's not another John or another, you know, Bill or whatever. Um, it's possible, but that's not necessarily a negative thing because if you do want 
more uh, more women just to try to enter the game industry, it's helpful to have someone that they can point to that's like, oh, there's a, a famous person that I could emulate. Like, you know, how many how many dudes out there want to be Cliffy B or work with Cliffy <laughs> B? Uh, quite a lot. And how many people do girls have to point to? And so it's it's nice to have someone that is out there who who has a name that is competent and good that you can look at and say, hey, maybe I could be the next Kim Swift. That's what I think every day. Um, <laughs> I, I, I keep reaching I, for that. I, I think Cliffy B is the Michael Bay of the video game world. Yeah. All right. Well, why, why would you say that? Talent. What? Let's. So let's let's move on. Big we, explosions and disguise and uh. no, I, I, a lot of work probably goes into those games. Anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's switch gears a bit. Uh, get it, gears more. Um, we're gonna. Ha! We've got boom. We've got Eric from Seattle on the phone, and uh, I suspect he has a new topic for us. Next topic. Are you with us, Eric? I am with you. I'm Speak actually Eric from North Carolina. Why does it say Seattle on my screen? Well, because that's where I am right now. I okay, lied. that's fine. Um, first, I'd like to just just say that I uh, I'm, I'm a cheapskate like Ara, and uh, I own exactly one iPhone app that I paid for, and it's a radio app that I bought so I could listen to this show. Whoa, whoa! There's an app that lets Wait, you listen to the show on. that you had to pay for, and I did not get money for. Just this show. It only lets you listen <laughs> to this one show. Of those, it's just one of those radio streaming apps that could like listen to any radio streamed out there, and so I could listen to the KFNX awesome. radio stream. Man, I'm and, sorry because we're not going to be on KFNX next week. But okay, exactly. Sorry, it's been going on for for several years. But uh, I wanted to tag up on the uh, conversation you were having just uh, earlier, a couple segments ago, about uh, just good social gaming situations and uh i just uh just just to add my two cents my, my my college experience was also living with uh uh five or six housemates and uh one of which was me <laughs> what, one of which was was a yes an armenian guy who worked for a uh a video gaming publication and always had uh gaming systems not not just games but systems far before they actually came out and uh, uh. so an endless stream of uh of, of new stuff to play with constantly. The only uh, drawback of which was when, on the very rare occasion that uh, it turned out that someone else in the house is better at a game than him, the game didn't seem to stay around the house too long. Oh. <laughs> Look, I don't want to talk about Toshinden, all right? Battle Arena wow. Toshinden. <laughs> Look, just, wow. be just because you picked a character and the game was broken so that you could do that one move over and over and kill me doesn't mean it was a good game. All right, this is an inside joke I clearly was, clearly was not aware of. I was just better at one game in history than Ara, and uh, and 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 his reaction was to uh, put it in an envelope and mail it back. It wasn't <laughs> my game. I had to send it back. What? Liar. That's funny. Okay, well... I concede my defeat. You you beat me at, at stupid tuition. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so you enjoyed that time when you were living in a house with, well, or an apartment of some sort with, uh, with many people playing games a lot. Yes, yes, lots of, lots of good experiences. And again, this, this, this endless stream of, uh, it's a pretty unique situation to have this endless stream of, of games that hadn't even been released yet. So, that's true. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit jealous. Now, have you yeah. been able to recreate an experience even, even to a fraction of that degree since you've, you've finished with um, school? Yeah, as a later adult uh, living. 
in the research triangle area, we uh, I, I was lucky enough to work with lots of friends um, for a while, and uh, in a in an office environment that we sort of owned. So we had lots of back in the the original Xbox days, we had lots of uh, gaming parties where we'd set up five or six projectors, or I guess it was like four projectors and four Xboxes in play, or uh, in play multi room multi you know, whatever it was, 16 players, I guess, Halo. That sounds which good. Which is pretty awesome in back in the day. But I, I, I've called in occasionally in the past, and I'm pretty annoyed at the lack of ability to play with another person now. Even all these, I think I, like Dirt was an example. Not that I even particularly liked the game, but I remember being really annoyed that I got it and didn't realize until after the fact that you couldn't even, you couldn't even play it split screen with two people. Yeah, that's certainly, the... certainly going away and, and breaking the experience. But, but, I mean, people don't do that anymore. And I, and I wonder if, if uh, that's because Xbox Live is around and, and these network systems are available or... Well, it's part of that. And the other thing is like... Chicken and eggs. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure Brandon can attest to, like, just budgets and scopes are so huge that, you know, they're, they're yeah, but you're not going to get everything. It used to be they didn't wake, make it networkable because it was easier to make it local. I know, but and now, now you it's like have they, to. they don't add in. You have local. to, so the local two player is going to go away sometimes. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to break. Last segment's coming up soon. Thanks for calling in, Eric. This is Billy D. Williams from Command and Conquer 3, and you're listening to the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. And we are back once again. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Do we still have Brandon? He's back. You back in have me again. All right. Man, that's Skype. Oof. Anyway, uh, before we continue, I'm going to remind everyone once again, UAT.edu, the website for the University of Advanced Technology. They're awesome. They kept us on the air for over eight years. Woo! And uh, even though we're not going to be on the air, they're still going to be around. So, so that's awesome. Okay, so we're, we're uh, inexorably hurtling into the future. Um, so let's uh, switch gears a little bit. Um, let's talk about copying games. Okay, so let me let me do a little bit of setup here. Right, so... Uh, this has been kind of a hot topic as of very, very recently. There was a, um interview with Brian Reynolds on Gamma Sutra today. Uh, Brian Reynolds is the um, basically the main design guy over at Zynga. Should, should we point out, by the way, that we've got Brandon on the line here, yeah. and we've talked about Gamma Sutra, we've talked about Game Developer Magazine, but we never yeah. really discussed that there's a direct connection between the two. There's a direct connection between the two. Okay. There you go. One's online, Cheater. one's an actual magazine, otherwise they're basically the same thing. What's a magazine? Other than they're or the not same group, exact. I mean. It's okay. They have slightly, slightly different targeting, um, but uh, yeah, it's basically Gama Sutra is the sister website of Game Developer Magazine. Alright, just wanted to get that out of the way. Okay. Are you sure it's a, it's a girl? Yes. Okay. Funny. Yeah, you're not allowed to say. Uh, you, you never oh, say brother true. or that's true. or something. It's it's always a lady. I that's, don't know. That's very true. And I'm okay People with just that. Like sisters. I'm okay with using he also though. But I'm not okay with using the word women with a y. Anyway. No, I'm not super into that either. Okay. 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 So um, so a couple of things as of late, right? So 
Zynga is in some little bit of hot water because they made a game called Dream Heights, which is uh, ostensibly like identical to this other game called Tiny Tower, other than the graphics, right? So lots of people are saying, oh, yeah, it's basically the same game, just different skin. Um, Even the graphics a little, look a little similar. Not okay. exactly one-to-one, okay. One, okay. but... You, you um, might argue that Tiny Tower is a copy of Fez in terms of graphics. Well, uh, Ooh, let's, let's, yeah. let's, let's not go down that road quite yet, okay? I so, would almost say that. So, um, there's, you know, and, and this is happening to, you know, more than one company, right? So there's another developer called Spry Fox that made a game called uh, Triple Town, and there's another company called Six Ways to Lapse that made a game called Yeti Town, which <laughs> is... <laughs> It's a real game. Brandon, correct real me. Game. Correct me. Correct me if I'm um, mischaracterizing it, but it's basically as similar as the names are similar. It is um, perhaps even more. Well, no, I guess I guess as similar is, is appropriate. It it uses the same types of uh, same types of you know items slash objects and uh, same scoring system, and it's just covered with snow instead. I'm assuming that all these games are whatever genre you want to call Farmville. Well, no. no, Triple Town is not. Oh, okay. It's it's interesting. I don't know where I, I wish I invented this, but I didn't. I don't know where I got this from, right? But it's been said that the only reason why we have genres in the first place is that a bunch of people just decided to do the same kind of thing over and over enough. Doom clone. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean the, the the question between the line rather between genre and copy is getting increasingly blurred because we're just making games that are less that have less things in them the fewer features you have the more likely it is that you're going to be taking one specific element from one game and making something somewhat similar to that like you know we we now have a match 3 genre right and that's you know, um, Triple Town is one of those, as is Bejeweled, but Bejeweled wasn't the first one. But, uh, you know, folks at PopCap have accused other people of copying Bejeweled, and sometimes they have and sometimes they haven't. But now Match 3, this very simple thing where you just match three or more gems together in a field, that is a genre. And who would imagine that something so, with such a narrow focus would have genre and in fact derivations which which triple town is because you actually place the gems such as they are on the field to match instead of having a a, a full field and, you know it, to me where it where it falls apart in terms of ethics is that you know i i've played maybe it's it's not so different like with triple town versus bejeweled all those other uh, match three style games but it, at least in the case of Tiny Tower and Dream Heights, you look at the two. First of all, there was no game like it, to my knowledge, at all, really. I mean, Ti Tiny Tower has similarities to other games, but it was, it had its own very specific feel and style to it. And then you look at Dream Heights, and it is, it is absolutely clear that they saw Tiny Tower, they said, oh, let's make that, but the Zynga version, right? And I'm sure every day when they, de they were developing it, they were using Tiny Tower as reference material for this new game. They act 
Uh, Zenga actually tried to buy out Nimblebit, the three developer team who made Tiny Towers. So probably just to avoid the lawsuit that they're in now, which I, they are in a lawsuit, right? Maybe no? I, I don't know, but they were trying to buy them, so then they would own Tiny Towers. So I guess instead they said, "Let's make a clone." All right, I might be confusing them. There's a million lawsuits all the time. So well, yeah, well, well, they're not in a lawsuit. Um, Spry Fox and Lolaps are in a lawsuit, and one of the big sticking points there is is somewhat similar in that. Um, Spry Fox had been talking to Lolaps about publishing Triple Town uh, months before the game was out, and thus they had, under NDA, uh, the ability to play this game, and then they just made a game that was almost exactly like it in that time. Okay. So, I was confusing it. But, similar idea, where they they basically use one game as... Like, clearly inspiration. I don't know how you would prove it, but, like, come on. If Tiny Tower didn't exist, Dream Heights would not exist. Well, in, I think in, I think in, in some of these, particularly in the Spry Fox example, there was, like, like the, the similarities were just so idiosyncratic that, like, there's, okay, there's three of this in this game. There's three of that in that game, and not, like, two or four or some other number, right? And there's, like, no good reason why it's that way other than it's just the same number in both of them, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, when, when you see things like that, you're like, okay, this, there's something suspicious up. But uh, one thing that I wanted to pose to everyone see what they thought of this is that, um, right, so in this, this Brian Reynolds interview, right, like, he's, he's, he's getting pretty, like, roasted pretty hard in the comments on that site. Um, but for all of the, the roasting that he's receiving, uh, the interesting thing is that, uh, you know, one of the things he said was, this is very frequent, it's happened a lot, it's happened a lot in the past too, and I, I, can't, I can't disagree with that. I mean, there's been lots, I mean, I don't know if Doom is the best example, I don't think Doom is the best example at all, but, you know, there's been lots of, um, you know, Final Fight style games, you know. You could say that, like, there's a lot of the dynamics of, like, I'm just pulling this out of my head right now. A lot of the dynamics about how things moved in, um, let's see, uh, the Behemoths games, which are highly lauded, are extremely similar to Metal Slug. Am I am I wrong, Brandon? Well, in the in the I guess with uh, Alien Hominid, Alien the, Hominid, the yeah, first, that's the one I was thinking. The of. first game, yeah. it was a bit. Um, Similar, but it you know it's it's a it's it's a question of how far you take it because you know like I would say Alien Hominid is as similar to Metal Slug as Metal Slug is to Contra, um, and there's significant enough differences that you would you would say it's different. And I I think you know with Doom, what, what was that Star Wars game? That uh, like Rebel? No, what was it called? That that Star Wars Star Wars first person shooter where the big innovation was you could actually look up a little bit now, um, but it it looked so much like Doom textures turned white and with Star Wars guys in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's different when you have so few features and your features basically are your numbers, like the numbers of things that you have in a stage or whatever, as is as as happens with 
Triple Town and and Yeti Town and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, I, I think going along with that, I think one of the reasons why it's becoming like coming really to the forefront now and becoming really obvious is because, you know, in in earlier games, right, like non like Facebook style, non like clicking style games, right. We had things like the dynamics of how things moved across the screen, you know, and there were so many different ways to do that, right? So many different yet slightly similar ways that even though games were like very similar feeling, like you, they could still feel a little bit different in that aspect, right? But when all you're doing is clicking on things and you don't have that dynamic to differentiate between, it seems like any similarities are just multiplied. What do you think, Brandon? Yeah, I totally agree. It's It's... Once you reduce the both the input and the number of concepts involved, it's it's easier to feel very similar. All right. Well, with that, we're at the end of our program. Brandon, I want to thank you so much for joining us for our very last episode on KFNX. So thank you for calling in and for being a part of the thank show. You. Um, I want to thank KFNX. This is the only time we get to say thank you for, for eight years of awesome. And uh, Thank you, know. you for the granite. Is this granite? It is. The granite table of power. Yeah. And TJ, you joined just at the tail exactly. end. I'm sure you'll be around I'm for podcasts so, in the future. But so seriously, it's, it's been a great, dare I say, great ride, cliche as it can be. Um, but we'll, we'll continue. The show shall continue. You will continue to hear us and uh, be a part of our lives, just as I hope we have been for you for many years. Um, so that's about as mushy as I can get. We'll be back next week. I love you. Good night, guys. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.